Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement. We have a great guest today, uh, Ron Wills. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Ron, you are the Deputy Director of Good News Mountaineer Garage. Yes, ma'am. That is correct. This is a, a really, you guys do great things, and, and it makes me all warm and fuzzy what you do for people. So I can't wait to share it with everyone. Um, let's just jump in. Tell me about Good News. All right. So Good News Mountaineer Garage started basically about 21 years ago in 2001. A lot of planning prior. I started as a pilot project to um, get some low-income people transportation. So the thought was to get people to donate cars, take those donations, give them out to other people that needed to help them keep their employment. Mm -hmm. Started as a pilot project that actually ended up going statewide, and we do 200 cars a year and have been doing that for quite some time. We're celebrating our 21th year. 21 years, and 21 you're doing years. 200 cars a year. For the DHHR program, correct. Wow. Okay, and so we'll get into that a little bit because you have several different we do. partnerships that we do. Um, you use to reach people. Sure. Yeah. So you've been doing it for 21 years, um, and but I think you do a little more than just give them cars, don't you? We do. We do indeed. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into what we do. Um, yeah, you don't just hand them a key and say, okay, good luck with your life. That's correct. You kind of set them up to be successful. We do, and that's the whole point. You know, we wanted to be successful. You know, the, the last time we did some statistics, we actually found out that about 82% of the people were off assistance completely within 12 months from receiving a car. So a lot of times that's just a missing link. People don't have transportation. So, you know, if you live in a county that doesn't have transportation, there's no public transportation of any sort, you need a way to work. Uh, how do you get there? You need a car to get to work, but you need a you need a job to pay for the car. So it's kind of you got to have a way to make that bridge, that gap. And we thought that we could be able to supply that with this program. Mm -hmm. And so that's great. Um, so uh, when someone applies for the car, you uh, give them a little bit of training. Is that right? We do. We do. So how the process works, the DHHR actually gives us a referral. In uh, this referral, a couple of things has to happen. The people have to be part of the TANF program, which is people like under the 150% low income median. This means they're probably getting maybe some food stamps, um, medical card, maybe some stuff for their kids as far as being able to get um, daycare. Mm -hmm. um, they have to be working or going to school. So they just can't be on benefits and not doing anything. They've got to be trying to help themselves. Right. So providing they're doing that, they make a referral to us. Uh, we get them a car. They have to get insurance. Um, when they come and get the car, we give them some basic um, things. We get them in the car, we set them down, we adjust our seat, make sure they can check oil and add oil and that kind of thing. We try to explain to them. You and give teach them, them how to, to add oil? We do. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, unfortunately. We, we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, a lot of these people have never had a car before. So mm -hmm. we need to make sure they feel comfortable, they're able to steer it, they know how to turn the headlights on, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Uh, we try to tell them how to take care of their car and what they need to do. And then we're available for phone calls down the road. So if they have a problem with their car down the road, they can call me or somebody else that works on our staff and we'll try to point them in the right direction. But they have to have a driver's license, is that right? Correct. they got to have a driver's license and they either need to be employed or be getting training. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can be a student going to school somewhere and still qualify for a car, but they have to be working or getting training one or the other. Yeah. Wow. Just, that just makes such a huge difference. 
It really does. You know, the stories and the things that we've seen over the years that have happened uh, are really unbelievable. You know, a lot of people live in a different situation than what we're used to, and we're not always used to seeing that. Um, we've seen everything you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Well, even if you're working shift work, that doesn't necessarily mean the bus schedule is going to be on your shift schedule. That, that is correct. If you live in a lot of places in West Virginia, if you're fortunate enough to have public transportation, you're very fortunate. Right. But you're right, the times don't usually always make sense. Mm -hmm. If you're working strange shifts or need to be at places at strange times, it just doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we're here in Charleston today, but you correct. have other offices, is that right? Correct. And I actually run the Morgantown office, what we call the Morgantown office. We're actually in Masontown now. Okay. We were in Westover for many years, but so we have two, originally we had four offices. We had one in Lewisburg mm -hmm. and we had one over in Martinsburg. We found that it just wasn't cost productive to have th that many offices. Mm -hmm. So we had to kind of downsize a little bit to be more successful. Um, and we're still doing statewide. So we're, we're everywhere all over the state, not just in this area. Wow, that's great. That's great. Um, we, we talked a little bit about the programs. Tell me um, what you feel is the most successful one. Well, for me, it's probably the DHHR program, mm -hmm. simply because we've done it the longest. And these people, in order to qualify for that program, they gotta have children under the age of 18. So they can't just be a single person. So I feel like helping a child out um, and able to make their family and life better with a, a child is kind of where my heart's at. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, to help out those people that really need help with a family, with, with some kids involved, is actually special to me. So I grabbed a little statistic. You tell me if this is close. Okay. With that DHHR program, that you've given over 3,500 vehicles? That's correct, and that's, we're mm -hmm. really proud of that. You know, we've been doing this a long time. Um, it's not always good, it's not always easy. There's things that come up over the years, but to know that we've helped that 3,500 families get transportation is really remarkable, and we're very proud of that. And that changes their lives. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I've told this story before, and it's kind of heartbreaking, but I gave a car away to these people that lived in rural West Virginia. Um, and we met, well, I met these people at a McDonald's, and the little girl kept pulling her mom's pants, like pointing at the McDonald's sign. And after hearing them talk, I realized that she had never seen a McDonald's before in person. So I'm like, Holy cow, you know, how grateful am I and how, you know, sometimes you get to a place where maybe you don't realize how fortunate you are right. when you see a four-year-old kid had never actually seen a McDonald's in real life before. Mm -hmm. It re really is something. Wow, yeah. So that little girl, she'll remember that forever. She will, and hopefully her mom's able to take her there in the car. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, I guess the every, it hasn't been smooth sailing, and we talked about that. So could you give me some, um, maybe some obstacles that you've worked through and overcome and have made a success? You've turned it around. Well, we have a lot of things that have happened. As far as turning it around, we're still working on it. But the biggest problem that we've had recently that I can think of is actually the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. For us, COVID has affected us in so many ways and people wouldn't normally realize what it's done. Um, the car market is horrible right now. And I don't know how, how close you follow any of that, but there's no new cars these computer chips and the phone for the seats and all this stuff, there's no new cars. So if people can't trade their new car in and buy a new car, they don't give us their old one. Or the dealers don't have anything for sale because no one's traded anything in. Mm -hmm. It's horrible everywhere. Um, we're still dealing with that, but not only that, car parts have became a problem. So we have a car that needs a, an axle or whatever it might need. So many parts are back ordered and you can't get them because so many factories have closed down and they're not making parts right now. Mm -hmm. So we've got cars just sitting waiting for parts to get here. So we get through all that and then we have garages that work on our cars that fix our stuff 
they get a COVID exposure. So now they're down for 14 days and they're not working on any of our cars because no one's at work. They come back to work and then somebody else gets an exposure and they're off again. So it's just a revolving door over and over and over. And right now it's probably the, the hardest that we've ever been hit as far as like so many things at once. Um, over the years we've had funding issues. You know, we are, we're, we're a nonprofit so we have to get funding. Um, we've had to go to the Senate and try to get bills passed to get funding to support our programs. Mm -hmm. We've really been fortunate and blessed over the years that things that have happened to us, like things have just always worked out. Um, I'd like to think that maybe there's a greater power that's helped us with that, but we've been very fortunate. Well, I think they work out because you work hard to make them work out. Thank you, and you, I, that's probably you, true. You put the steps in place. Yes. And then when it's time, it does happen. Correct. Um, so we talked on the DHHR program. You have a couple other partnerships that I think um, we should mention. Uh, you have Jobs and Hope. Correct. And you have Keys to Success, which I know is probably your newest program. Would that be right? That's correct. Um, can you tell me a little bit about those? Sure. So two years ago, with part of the, the opioid settlement, the money that was coming from that, we actually partnered up with Jobs and Hope. Mm -hmm. um, they deal with people. This is Jim Justice's program that he started for people coming out of recovery to help them get support that they needed to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times those people work so hard to get clean and get to get together, and then they have so many obstacles they have to go through in order to make ends meet. Right. So we're actually doing 50 cars a year for that program. Um, it's been very successful so far. Um, a lot of times that's a missing link to the people too, so they can get away from the life that they had. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So we're doing 50 cars a year for them. This new program, Keys to Success is a lot and it would be really hard to understand just by throwing you a few numbers but basically we've done this for so long we take phone calls all the time people calling wanting to get a car for this and people wanting to get a car for that and of course we want to help as many people as we can mm -hmm. and what we found out that a lot of these people that are making a little bit more money than the 150 percent that will qualify for the DHHR program so they don't qualify for a free car correct so but the, they're still not ready to go out and buy a fancy car well, and, there, and there's a couple of things that happen um, first of all, a lot of these people were at the 150% and they worked so hard to get past that. That's great. And then they get past the 150 and they lose all their benefit. And yeah. then they're like, why am I doing this? This is so much work and I'm not getting, getting anywhere. So we take those phone calls over time over the years and we, we thought man, we, there has to be a way that we can help these people. So we were trying to figure out what we could do and we actually came up with an idea and I went to the, the Senate along with some help. We had some other people that helped us along the way and basically pitched this idea that we were going to essentially help people get a car for a good price and a good deal, but we needed some help. So basically, we were able to get a bill passed, get some tax credit, primarily aimed towards dealer um, participation, but we can use donors as well. So if a dealer, whatever he knocks off the price of a car, I can give him half of what he knocks off back in the state tax credit. So for round numbers sake, let's say he has a $10,000 car, he lets me sell it to my client for $6,000. I can give him $2,000 back in his state tax credit. He feels good about what he did. He gets a little bit back, so he gets $8,000 of a $10,000 car, which isn't ideal, but a lot of these guys want to help their community and, and help people out. And we're able to offer those people a really good deal on a loan. So traditionally what we see with a lot of those people that are in that situation, they end up at JB Byrighter or some of these places that are geared towards people with bad credit or no credit, and they end up being in a, in a place where it's like maybe 20% interest or 25% or 26% interest and a lot of times those cars don't outlast alone and they end up in a worse problem than what they were in to begin with. So we're able to get them a loan from somewhere between 6 and 8% depending on their credit. Mm -hmm. We're backing the loans and guarantee they're going to pay. So if they don't pay, we're going to have to take care of it. Um, these are three-year loans. 
um, the people have to be the 200% low income median or below. Um, so that changes every year. Um, so right now, for a single person, that's about 26,000. 25,760 is the number. It changes you know, every year. And it goes up about $9,000 per kid after that. Do you uh, do a, just a little bit of financial counseling with them? We do. We have a girl in the office that we hired for that. And she does some financial education with them. Mm -hmm. Tries to make sure they know about budgeting and what it takes to run a car. Mm -hmm. uh, there's more than just gas in the car. You know, they might need tires and it needs oil change. It right. needs some other stuff. We have other things built in. If they have something that happened catastrophic, you know, a kid broke a leg or they're out of work or whatever, we can pay a payment for them to help them kind of keep it together for a minute. Uh, we're always available to talk to them and kind of give them counseling along the way in those three years as well. Wow. And that's the Keys to Success program. That is the Keys to Success program. Right. So you're working with a lot of different partners and really making it happen for people all across the state. We really have been fortunate and we are definitely helping a lot of people. Tell me, um, uh, so let's just flip that a little bit. What if I have a car that I want to donate? How do I do that? Um, just call our office or even get on our website. We have a, a good website that you can put the information there and one of our car guys will call you. We come out and get the car. Now you need to title in the keys. We have tow trucks and ways to move the cars around. It doesn't cost anything. Okay. And in most cases we can give you a federal deduction for the value of the car. And we can also give state tax credits sometimes. Those are not always available but they are available right now. Okay. And just um, to so that everyone knows, your website is goodnewsmountaineergarage.com or they can call the Charleston office, which is 304-344-8445. Yes, ma'am. And so either of those ways would uh, put them in touch with someone. Uh, do you have social media? Uh, we do. We're, we're on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're also on Twitter and some of the other stuff. I'm not the person that handles that, but we are on that as so well. So that's always a way that people can see what's happening with your organization. Yes, ma'am. And stay in touch. A lot of people like social media. That is right. It keeps them in touch. Um, as we're kind of wrapping things up, what do you want people to know about good news? Well, we want people to know about good news. And I had a senator friend tell me one time, Ron, there's two kinds of people in, in our state. There's the people that know about good news and love it, and there's people that don't know about it. So. Mm -hmm. I think getting the exposure and getting the word out there, what we do, is really key. The more people that knows about our program, the better. Um, well, I hope this helps. I yes, hope this helps because I want people to know how to get a car and I want people to know how to give a car. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. It was a great experience. Thank you. Thank you. So again, that's goodnewsmountaineergarage.com. You can call the Charleston office at 304-344-8445. Ron, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for joining us. For more info on the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.